So if you want to hear more of our podcast, please click on jamesandsana.com and you can hear our previous episodes. And please subscribe because James has some good word of wisdoms every morning to share with you guys through that email that comes into your inbox. Well, honey, I guess we should make it official. I am returning to Vietnam on January 19th. Soon enough, we'll be recording these podcasts together in the same room, looking lovingly into each other's eyes, gazing lovingly into each other's eyes, wondering when time begins and when it ends. It all blends together when you are in deep love with your woman. Honey, I don't think it's going to ever end, so... And you have to prepare yourself. You don't need to. Do you have to prepare yourself? You don't need to. (laughs) Let me talk. You don't need to speak right into the microphone, honey. It's not an ice cream cone. Just give it about four to six inches, honey. Is this good? (laughs) <laughs> Look at the cat walking in the background. <laughs> she just sits blissfully unaware of everything that's going on. And she on. likes, and he, he likes just, when it goes back and forth. <laughs> yeah, he's on the little glider, the little rocker, and he just he, he kind of makes himself at home here. It's because I give him the best food. I live on this property where there's, uh, I guess, three or four different dwellings. Uh, so three or four different, I don't know if, if they're not families, but they're, I, they're, I think they're single. Kind of a, kind of an interesting place where I live. Anyhow, um, they all kind of take care of the cat. It's this community cat that um, it just hangs around and people just take care of it. And I give it the best food. So the cat likes to hang around here. I give it liver. I give it uh, like real cat food. Means and beef. He likes it here. Yes, I also yes, I give him ground beef, and I also give him a lot of love. When Gabriel is here, um, he gives a lot of affection to the cat. So, people and animals go where they feel loved and fed. It breeds security in oneself, and so that makes sense that the cat would want to be here. So. What is on your mind, honey? So I was going to say that your love is our love gonna our love is not gonna fade away. Mm-hmm. I forgot actually. <laughs> I was gonna make it funny. Oh, okay, okay, all right. Okay. Go ahead. This will start from that part when you were talking about how long it's gonna last. Sure. I'll take her. I'll take her. So it's going to last forever. Just leave it all to me. Mm-hmm. It's going to last forever. And what will last forever? This undivine passion. <laughs> love. Okay, great. Honey, question is, are you ready to eat one apple every breakfast for the rest of your life? One apple for breakfast. 
Does it come with honey? We can add honey. And it, and is it fresh? Yes, fresh from the oven. And the answer is yes. Fresh from the oven. Then the answer is yes, honey. Every day. I'll do anything for you. Every day for the rest every of single your day. life. Every single day for the rest of my life. My life may not be as long as I anticipated, but yes, for the rest of my life. Okay, then you can bear me. <laughs> I might want to kill myself after eating so many apples, but yes, for the rest of my life, absolutely, honey. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I will, if that apple is you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> you want me to eat of your, partake of your fruit every day, every morning? Ooh, honey, that sounds so hot. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All uh. our podcasts for last couple of weeks is only <laughs> the desperate, Sex. desperate desire. Sex. Sex. That's all we want. We've been apart for five months. By the time I get there, no, we want to sex. <laughs> Until we don't want it anymore. <laughs> then you have to know something. Mm. You can charm anybody for 15 minutes, but after that, you got to know somebody or know something. What's that? Or somebody. That's a phrase that I heard. You can be charming to anybody for 15 minutes, but after that, you better know something. Mm talking about making friends people some people are really good at making friends but on a very superficial level they're not good at keeping friends right they're not good at maintaining or establishing deep relationships mm-hmm. i remember i read some because sort of a quote like uh, finding a lot of friends in what 15 seconds or 15 minutes uh, I don't remember. It was something really cool related to what you just said. It's not difficult, but keeping one good friend, sincere friend for 15 years is very difficult. Well, sometimes you can know, sometimes you can know within 15 seconds if this is a relationship you want to pursue. Mm. Oh, really? Or 15 minutes. How long did it take yeah. you to know that this is a relationship you have to pursue? Like that. Wow. Instantly. Wow. Mm-hmm. It was instant that you had that first call with me in the lobby of Mayflower. And it, and well, it was like, hello. I wouldn't say that. I cannot talk to you. I just want to see if you're real. <laughs> I said that? Yeah. My mother is right now upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> I need to I better go <laughs> but I will give you a call very soon I said that I don't remember what did you say but you were not smiling okay, so you're just making you were stuff not up. smiling you were staring at me mm-hmm. on the camera to see whether mm-hmm. I am just a recorded video or I am a, <laughs> a real person <laughs> <laughs> well I mean fellas take notice I mean it worked so, I mean, if you're struggling to uh, entice that lovely young gal that you've been courting or trying to get the attention of, maybe maybe you're giving a little bit too much affection. Maybe you should um, just be a little bit more distant. Maybe she'll, she'll end up falling for you. 
because look what happened. I mean, she's Sana's paid it, it. It seems like an unflattering picture of how I first interacted with her, but the results speak for themselves. I mean, it worked. That's not why. That that's not why we got married. I'm just saying that it wasn't a deal breaker for Sana. Sana has stepped out. She's turning the light off. So I was just telling our three listeners, honey, that even though my demeanor was a bit stoic when we first met, it it wasn't a deal breaker for you. Because obviously, here we are. We're going on two years being officially married and uh, three years of being, quote, an item. So it didn't didn't kill my chances, is, is what I'm saying. You obviously agree. Yeah, I agree. Otherwise, you'd be vocally disagreeing. <laughs> I agree. Okay, thank you, honey. I really appreciate that. <laughs> well, speaking of marriage, honey, <clears throat> I've been watching this show, and it was a show that was on uh, like American, one of the major networks in the early 90s. It's called Major Dad. <clears throat> and I never watched this show when I was... I, when I when it first came out, because I was a teenager, I was um, you know a sophomore through senior in high school. I had better things to do at that time of my life than sit down and watch sitcoms. But I've been watching it on Netflix recently, and I like it. It's Gerald McRaney, who's a wonderful American actor, uh, and the the story arc of the uh, of the show is that he's a he's a major in the U.S. Marine Corps. And he's like a commanding officer of this, whatever, this company or unit or whatever it is. And he's accustomed to everything happening exactly the way he wants it at the exact time that he wants it. Everybody exists to basically please him. And he says an order and he it, it happens. And he ends up falling for this woman who is a widowed woman and she has three daughters. So she's without a husband. These three girls are without a father, and he ends up falling for her, and now he is—he has this dichotomy between his life as a Marine officer and as a, uh, as a new husband and stepfather to these three girls. And so it's just this, this stark contrast between his lifestyle as a Marine officer and his lifestyle at home between, uh, you know, this highly regimented, highly organized, and then he goes home and everything is basically uh, chaos by contrast. So it, it makes for some really funny moments and it's really well-written show and I've, I've been enjoying it uh, just to kind of pass the time when I'm done with my work for the day and just kind of unwind. I've, I, I've, enjo- I've been enjoying it. Well, one thing <clears throat> or one scene in a recent episode that I watched, they've just been married this uh, McRaney's character and uh, the woman—I don't—I don't know the actress's name. I can't remember it. She's great, but they've just been married, and now they're kind of getting their schedules aligned. She's busy, he's busy, and they're just reconciling their schedules, and they're having a hard time finding quality time together. And and he's a little frustrated. He's spent the night on the couch or something like that. Something went down, and she was upset. And now he's frustrated. And now the, the scene is it's 5.30 in the morning. And there he is sitting at the uh, kitchen table with his 
his uh, teenage stepdaughter, who's kind of observing, and she's, you know, she's streetwise. She's got some street smarts, and she's kind of observing what's going on, and it's the, the way they wrote it was funny. She just kind of, it, it, it's interesting how they write it. But he says, uh, <clears throat> or uh, how, do, how does it go? She says, why are you dressed like that? And he's wearing his Marine Corps running outfit or whatever it is. And he says, well, for the last 10 years, without fail, I've gone for a run at 5.30 in the morning. And she says, well, can I make a suggestion? And he says, yeah, what's that? And she says, fail. And what she's talking about is he's lamenting that he can't find the time to spend with his new wife, with his stepdaughter. And uh, she just says, well, fail, man. Don't, don't go for your run. Uh, take a, go for your run later in the day. Don't go for a run at all. Give your knees a break. And it was just that that one line was so pithy and so witty and very a lot of wisdom in that. Because we get so caught up in our routines and thinking that everything has to be done a certain way. And if it doesn't happen that way, then we have failed. And also we always think we have to win. Yeah. Yeah, often, and sometimes the failures are masked, and I'm probably misquoting some pithy statement that I've heard over the years, but ma- failures are often uh, masked as opportunities, and it brings a lot of clarity into our lives when we so-called fail. And so this fellow <clears throat> in the show, he he so-called failed because he didn't take his, he, he didn't go for his five-mile run at 5.30 in the morning, as he's done without fail for the last 10 years. But then by failing, he realized, hey, I've got an extra hour and a half to spend with my wife. And so it just, uh, you know, his circumstances in his life changed, and it forced him to reevaluate his priorities, reevaluate his uh, schedule, and readjust, and adjust his things to suit his new life circumstances. So I, I just... I, I was watching it last night, and I just thought it was so really well done. And especially the, how they did it with this teenage girl giving this nugget of wisdom to this old, crusty Marine officer. It was really, really well done. That's very interesting. Something to take away. And what is that to take away, honey? <laughs> that we don't have to be always the winner. And... The reason why we are an achiever, it's because of the failures that we had before. Right. And we try to learn from it and not repeat it again. Yeah, they do bring a lot of clarity to our lives, don't they? It's very simple theory. I think everybody in this world once burned a finger. Otherwise, they wouldn't know fire is hot and it's burning. Right. So we are... uh, we are created in that way. Mm-hmm. We have to experience and learn and grow. Right, right. I can think of times where in a, in, I mean, we're still in the early days of our relationship, but like in the early, early days, I would say something and Sana would get upset. I don't even remember what it was, but she would just get upset. And I'm like, oh, it's, it's kind of like putting your hand on the oven and getting burned and say, okay. I'm not going to do that again. You <laughs> and obviously our marriage, our relationship didn't end because of it, but I did I I did something stupid. 
I don't, I don't, I don't remember what it was, but I just remember there being times where I said something that was unwise or unkind. It's just the. F- <laughs> so, so that means James likes to get burned often. <laughs> oh, okay, so we're going there, huh? <laughs> yeah, you're keeping your hand on fire all the time. Yes, I believe in singeing every part of my body, honey. <laughs> Just because I burn my finger doesn't mean that I can't burn my elbow. <laughs> But in relationships, we say things that are unwise or they're not thought out well. Or we're just tired and we're frustrated with things. We take take things out, say with uh, with our profession. Frustrations in other parts of our our lives we take out on our spouses, and that's just it's just not using wisdom. It shows a lack of patience, a lack of real lack of wisdom, in my opinion. And I'm preaching to myself here. I'm not singling anyone out. I'm this is something that I've done and I continue to do, regrettably. But that's part of being a human being is we we fail and then you 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 experience this failure and then it the the path that you should take is clear. Okay, so that job is out of the window. Somebody else got that gig. All right. Well, that's one gig that I wasn't meant to have. So, it doesn't mean that you can just sit around and wait for things to happen. You do have to be good at what you do. You do have to find the the right thing that you're meant to do and do it extremely well. But if you do your part, those failures, in my mind, they just bring clarity to what you're, what you're put on this earth to do. As James takes a sip of his coffee and sauna ponders the timeless wisdom that has been shared, uttered out of her husband's mouth, Quit yawning. <clears throat> We should. If you want me to quit yawning, you should start <laughs> recording this podcast. My morning. <laughs> yes, we're recording this at ten thirty in the morning, my time. Ten thirty in the evening in Hanoi. Well, soon enough, honey. We'll be together, and we can record at a time that's suitable for both of us. Yes. Soon enough, we're going to be together, and we're going to yawn. yawn we'll together. be yawning into the mics together. To the delight of our three listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should add some video to our podcast so they can see how we kind of breaking records on yawning when we do podcasts. Right. I think, yeah, eventually we could get a, a webcam. I'm going to get a webcam anyway for my trumpet stuff because I'm going to be making trumpet videos. So <gasps> quit yawning, honey. Seriously. It's so rude. <laughs> You know one of our listeners is already we're already on his his bad side. I and mean, we we we've we're already on the precipice of failure with this listener. And you just want and you just want to yawn and make things even worse. We risk losing a listener, honey. And she just yawns. Okay, well at least she's not stressed out about this. At least one of us is in that parasympathetic nervous state. I'm freaking out over yeah. here. Look, we are like breaking our head to do this podcast. Cinnamon is snoring. <laughs> tag, tag is like right. completely out of the world. The pets are just fine. <laughs> yeah. 
The end of the world is upon us. So, have there been... Honey, this cinnamon... Have there been times in your life where you have experienced failure and later realized that it was just like that proverbial door closing and another one opening up? Yeah. Yeah. Um, when I moved to Malaysia and I was working there, um, I gave up and I had to quit. Um, I... I was very sad and I got depressed because I thought I am an achiever and I cannot fail. Nothing should stop me. No difficulty at work, politics, whatever you want to call it, should stop me from my goal. But I had no choice. And when I got back home, I didn't have a job. Um, and I was just um, thinking what happened? <laughs> what went wrong? And usually, I'm the kind of person, uh, I blame myself. But then, as I was revising, I was thinking, I have done my best. Um, and if I approach my boss's subordinates, and it's not working, it's not my fault. And I think I did made the right choice to just simply leave without creating a scene or um, breaking all the bridges or create bitterness. Um, I don't have to bring myself low down to the level of people who are not morally, ethically right to prove myself right. Uh, the best way is to do not pick up a fight and just look upward, look towards your goal and the pathway you created, just continue walking. And it was then, um, after I took a break for, uh, I think it was six months or five months, I started looking for a job again, not really to get a job because I just wanted to get busy. I didn't want my, to just sit in the corner. And just after uh, two, three application, there's this uh, lecture job came up in Singapore. And I wrote to them and I said, well, they're not going to choose me. I was really already at very low in my life, thinking, that's it, I'm nobody going to accept me because I failed in my previous previous job and I just quit. Uh, and next thing you know, in a matter of 24 hours, I received a call and they said, you're shortlisted for your first interview. I did my first interview, I did the second one, the third, the fourth, and that's it. I was on the airplane going to Singapore. Wow. Yeah, so one failure in one way, it led to a success in another. And when <clears throat> when I was contemplating on this, what happened that phase of my life, I noticed how much in my life, even though I planned uh, because I want to avoid failure, somehow God changed my plan. Everything that happened in my life, all the opportunities, it was not what I was looking for. It was given to me. And when you hear God's voice and whatever he gives to you, you grab it. Uh, it will multiply. It will, it will enhance your uh, life for better. <clears throat> enhance your life for better. And um, yeah, it's, uh, you will see God's blessing just flow into your life. When you just become selfless and... You start serving others, remembering how, you know, we've been t 
taught by God that um, it doesn't matter whatever you are, what profession you have, or what level or status in society you have. Uh, a true person, a successful person, is that person who knows how to serve others, whether you like them or not, be it your friend, neighbor, or enemy. And it really worked well in my life. Well said. That's very, very lovely. Well, it's just really lovely. I, I, my tongue is just flabbergasted by your wisdom that you have just shared, Sana. So I always enjoy Sana's perspectives on things because I, I have my own things. But then Sana just adds this layer of insight and wisdom that uh, I, I just appreciate it. It's, it's wonderful. And uh, it's one of the reasons that I have uh, gone to such great lengths to, uh, to be with you, honey. It's great. <clears throat> you didn't fly to the Mars. You just came to Vietnam. Yes, thank goodness you don't live on Mars. <laughs> but if you did, I'd go there, honey. Yes. Really? Thank you, everybody, for listening. I'm James, and this is my wife, Sana. And this is Sana. And together, we are James and Sana. Find us on the web at jamesandsana.com.